0: Welcome to the June 12th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, and the sermon is entitled, God Still Leads, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. It has been a week. I believe Monday morning when I got in the office about quarter to seven, it was just like, here we go, here it is. And so I'm grateful for that opportunity that God gives us um, to lead and to serve and to work together. I want you to know, yes, I'm your pastor. But I consider you my church. And so this is going to be a work and team. We're going to work together through these days and through the years ahead, I hope. And I'm grateful for the opportunity. I want to thank you, church, for trusting me in this very, very hallowed place. This place should be guarded by you and allowing me to stand here, and this day and the days ahead, I want to say thank you. And so today we're going to do it like we always done, with two words, and that is this. Church, did you come expecting today? Okay, 14 of you did. Uh. (laughs) Let's try it again. Did you come expecting today? Okay, you better get used to that question because you're going to get asked it every week because we as the people of God should come to church expecting God to speak to us, not to speak to everybody around us, not to talk to our neighbor or the person that we had a disagreement with, but speak to us. And today, that is the challenge of God's Word. God, speak to me. As Pastor Mike last week set this message up very, very perfect, I want you to know uh, I'm not as rigorous as Pastor Mike, but this message was put together about a month and a half ago. And as Pastor Mike talked last week, I was like, man, he is, he is putting the ball on the tee, and he's setting up very good. All I have to do is swing and make contact. But as he talked about the end days of Moses, that sets up our study, church. As we think about the book of Joshua, you can go ahead and start turning there if you wish. The book of Joshua in your Old Testament as he looked at the end of Moses' leadership over the people of Israel and the nation of Israel, challenging us as the church to make the Word of God our life. Do you remember that from last week? As Mike challenged us to make the Word of God our life. And I want you to know that we set our hearts on God's Word, and we keep moving forward. We keep looking to God. We keep looking at Him. And so the challenge today for our church is this. How do we move forward? It's the same challenge that the nation of Israel faced as their leadership changed. What do we do moving forward? And so today, if you've got a pen and a piece of paper, you better get used to this too, because I give you points. I want you to write down, and I want you to remember. But you're going to get three points in this message today. And I've titled this message this, God Still Leads. God Still Leads. And maybe today it's not a church issue. Maybe today it's a personal issue for you. Maybe it's something that you're going on and and doubt has crept in, and you just need the reminder from God that I'm still in control, that I still have the reins here, that you still just need to trust me in these situations. And so today, as we open God's Word, we do it knowing that God still leads. As we crack open the book of Joshua God had work to do. God still had a nation to lead. And that leader that would rise to the top would be Joshua. Some 3,400 years ago, Joshua comes on the scene. And we open a book today of transition, a book of conflict, a book of ownership, a book that teaches the people of God they need to be conquerors of what belongs to them. It's a book that today we look at that possesses so much purpose for our life today. We read this as a historical account, yes. As a godly account, yes. But we read this knowing that the same God that led Joshua and Israel is the same God that we look to today. And so today, how do you get an 80-year-old man to lead God's people? What does God need to do How does the courage for our 80-year-old come? It's from the same God that he served throughout his life, the same God that we serve today. Church, three words. God still leads. Jump to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to read two verses. That's all you get today, two verses. Don't close your Bible because we're going to go back a little bit. But Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. We ask God's blessing on this part of His Word. The first point that you're going to get today is simply this. God leads even though there was a loss of a great man. The loss of a great man. Moses, the leader of the nation of Israel for 40 years. He is the author of the first five books of our Bible. And four of those five books speak to the years of his life. Exodus, through the book of Deuteronomy, capture Moses' life for us. And we can read about it, and we can see how he grew, but more importantly, here's what I want you to know. You can see how he grew in the Lord, and how God blessed him for being faithful. And So I, I, I challenge you to read the Old Testament. I challenge you to read the Old Testament over your Bible, and here's what I want you to do. Just one page, just flip back one page in your Bible to the last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. This Chapter captures the end of Moses' life as God takes him up on the mountain Nebo. As God allows him to glance and to see the promised land. And as God says this, you can see it, but you won't go there. You won't lead my people there. Even though the Bible says he is strong physically. Deuteronomy 34, 7 says that his eye was not dim. At 120 years old, Moses was still physically strong and physically capable of leading the people of God. But why couldn't he do it anymore? Because of one mistake. Write this down, Numbers chapter 20. God gives us the reason of why Moses can't lead anymore. Instead of speaking in the moment God wanted him to speak to the rock to provide water to the people of Israel, what did Moses do? Moses took the rod that he carried and he smacked that rock twice, producing water. He took the miracle away from God. And so by that one act of disobedience, God says this, you will not be the leader of my people going into the promised land. Now you look at me and say, Pastor Jeffrey, that's not right. One mistake, yes, one mistake in the eyes of God is critical. One mistake of leadership can cost you and we see that it cost Moses going into that promised land. Disobeying God, his leadership would come to an end. At the end of book, uh, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 34, look at verses 10 through 12. Listen to these words about this awesome man of Moses and his leadership. It says this And there arose not a prophet since the Israel in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. And all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants, to all this land, and in all that mighty hand, and in all that the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all of Israel. There are three things that are captured here. First, before Jesus, he was the only man. He was the greatest leader. Moses was that great leader. The second thing that is told here is this, is that Moses knew the Lord face to face. Let me say that again. Moses knew the Lord face to face. What an awesome description of a relationship of God, with God. How many of us here can say, I know God face to face. Most of us say, I know God, and we leave it there. I know God, and and that's good enough. But to know God face to face tells us that he was a man of God. He was a man that wanted to follow everything that God had for him. He knew God intimately like no other person before has known. And so, church, I want to challenge you. Get to know the face of God. Get to know the face of God. We're going to talk to that in in a little bit later. But listen, today, today... Because of an old, rugged cross. You and I can know God personally and intimately. And I want to thank God for that. I want to thank God for the leadership to the cross where He nailed my sins. I want to thank God for Calvary. And so today you, will, you sit here and say, I, I really don't know God. Pursue God that way. Pursue after the face of God. The third thing that we're told here is that in everything Moses did, listen to me, in everything, in everything that he did, he gave God credit, and God was in it all. In verses 11 and 12, you will see the word all six times. Six times in two verses, God was in everything that Moses did. Everything that he said, every place that he went, God was there. And here's my challenge for us today as Christians. In order to get God's leading, in order to get God's blessing, God has to be in it all. The problem with the church today is we only give Him one hour a week. And we think that's good enough, God. One hour is good enough and we think we're giving God our all friends we're not we're far from it so i want to challenge i want to challenge you and what god's word has challenged me in order to be a great person in order to know god god's got to be in every part in everything that you are and that you have put him in your family put him in your marriage Put Him in your kids' school system. How many of you pray over your kids every single day? If you don't, please do that. Put God in it all. We see a nation. As we close the end of the book of Deuteronomy and open the book of Joshua, the nation of Israel is at a crossroads. It took them 40 years just to get to this point, and now God has taken their leader. What do they do? Where do they go? Verse number 8 of Deuteronomy chapter number 34 explains that the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days. The days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended 30 days. They wept and they mourned. They wept and they mourned. And they wept and they mourned. And then we get to Joshua chapter number 1, and we see God show up. We see God come on the scene, and He speaks. Point number 2 today comes from the second part of Joshua, chapter number 1. It says this, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, here it is, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, The second point today is this, when we are trying to pursue God, we need to listen for God. So understand the language of God. The language of God is, un- is important when we're looking for God's leading. Just as God ends one season, He begins another. How many of us can testify to that? We think that it's all going downhill. We think the end is here. And yet God starts something else. 30 days of weeping and 30 days of wandering and 30 days of asking questions. Who is going to be next? What is going to happen next? How are we going to do it? Why did you leave us here, God? And there's no answer. And then God speaks. And He calls Joshua at 80 years Now, I wanted to do this, but I'm not. I wanted everybody over 80 to raise their hand. Don't do it. Please don't. Here's my belief, though. I don't care how old you are. As a child of God, He can use you. And you may say, Pastor Jeffrey, I'm old. Old doesn't disqualify you from serving God. I want you to know that. At 80 years old, Joshua takes the reins of a nation, and he is ready to go. He is ready to move, and he is ready to follow God. As we open this book, and the next few months, we're going to go through the book of Joshua. Here's what I want you to know, church. This book isn't really about Joshua. This book isn't about Moses losing his life. This book isn't about Rahab or or Jericho or Ai. It's not about the sun standing still. We're going to get there, but it's not really about that. It's not about the walls falling down. This book of of Joshua is about God leading His people. God still leads. And it's up to us as his people to listen to the voice of God. We know that Joshua 1.1 tells us that the man of God is gone. But Joshua 1.1 also tells us that God is still in control. And he does that by speaking and leading his people. I have to address this. For nearly 25 years, this September is 25 years since I gave my life to Jesus. 20 years of my life I've spent serving the Lord in different capacities. And I haven't heard, I've never heard the audible voice of God. There are times, especially in the past few months, that I wanted God just to be right here and say something. Say yes or no. Come on, God. I want you to know as we read this Bible, Audible is the exception. I've never heard the voice of God. And if I spent the last 20 years of my life wondering and waiting to hear from God, I would have still been sitting down. But here is the way that God works in my life. God works through His Word. So if you don't read your Bible, you're not going to hear from God. God works through prayer. He has worked through other believers. He works through the Holy Spirit's leading. Some of you say a gut feeling. It's it's God's leading. God's worked through music, He's worked through circumstances. And here's what God has shown me for 20 years Jeffrey, I'm still leading you. God still speaks important that we put God's word in our hand in our heart and allow that word to get into our brain and I know I speak as a husband so husbands listen here I know and wives you can listen too part of God speaking is people listening part of God speaking is obeying the voice wives we hear you Terry, I hear you. But here's what I want to tell you. As a husband and as a Christian, I'm ashamed to say there are times that I didn't obey the voice. I didn't obey the voice. Church today, I want you to know that God still leads through that still small voice. And that it's up to us to listen for the language of God and and try to pursue God the very best that we can. Open your Bibles. Open your heart in prayer. Open to the church of the leading of God. And let Him take the reins. Point number three. This is the last one today. Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan... Thou and all this people into the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Joshua 1 2 shows us the third point of God's leading, and that is this a leader arises. A leader arises. Joshua knows the voice of God. Joshua knows that as God speaks to him, he now assumes a tremendous responsibility, not only for himself, but for a whole nation of Israel. The Bible tells us that he was Moses' military commander, that he was Moses' servant, but also that he was full, uh, excuse me, full of the spirit of the wisdom of God. He's always carried responsibility, and with that responsibility comes great, great expectation. Just looking back in our Old Testament, the book of Exodus chapter 17, how many of you remember Moses' fight with Amalek? As he is up on the hill and the battle's taking place in the valley, Moses, as long as he holds his hands up, the Israelites prevail. And when his hands get tired and they start to fall, Israelites lose the battle. And so there are two trusty men that come in beside him, and they set him down and they prop his hands up. Aaron and Ur stand beside him to prop those arms up so that Israel prevails in the battle. But here's my question. Where was Joshua? Joshua wasn't one of the ones holding his hands up at that time. Joshua was on the battlefield. Joshua was leading the army. Joshua was not obeying God by holding Moses' hands up. He was obeying God by fighting for God. Friends, there are going to be some moments in the days and years in our future that we will have to stand and fight for God. And there are going to be people in this church that need to do that. Joshua was fighting the battle on the battlefield. He was leading the battle on that battlefield, but we also skip to Exodus chapter 24. Joshua was there beside Moses on Mount Sinai as he met with God. He saw face-to-face what God was doing. He met God in the temple. As God spoke to Moses in the temple, there was Joshua. And so it's amazing to me, it's amazing to me how Joshua has always been where God is working. I'm going to say that one more time. It's amazing to me that Joshua has always been where God is working. So, my challenge for you, church, is to be a part of the work of God. Be a part of what God is doing around you. Not necessarily in the church, but of the church, absolutely. Be a part of what God is doing. But, verse 2, he gets his marching orders, not from Moses, but he gets his marching orders from God. Go claim the prize which you already have. Go into the promised land. Now, I know this may seem very elementary to you, but here's what I want you to do. How many of you have a Bible in your lap? Do this for me. Verse number two, there are two words that stand out in that verse. They are together, they are separated by a comma. Put your finger on the words arise, go. Everybody got your finger on that? Arise, go. Now, Pastor Jeffrey, why do you tell me to put your finger there? Because I want to call it to your attention. Yes, Joshua hears the word of God. Now he has to do something about it. And it causes him to have to get up and go. There are more instructions to come. But right now, Joshua must be willing to follow the leading of God in his life. He doesn't know what that looks like. And I don't know if we know what that looks like for our church, but here it is. Joshua was about to lead the people to a place where they've never, ever, ever been before. That's what God was asking him to do. Take us to the place where we've never been. And Joshua gets up to go. He steps up to follow God. Today, I think we have a lot to learn from Joshua. As the leader throughout this study, there are two words arise and go. That we must, we must be willing to follow God. And the second is we must have to get up off our butts and do something. Sorry, I'm a straight shooter. My dog obeys two words too. Sit and stay. My dog is excellent at those words. Sit and stay are words for dogs, not Christians. But in our churches today, we're comfortable sitting, staying, and letting somebody else do it. Look at me, church. What if today, those that are here in person and those that are watching live stream, what if we all decided today is the day that I'm going to live out my faith, that I'm going to trust God and I'm going to follow His leading. Imagine 500 people standing up and walking out of Clifford Baptist Church today and saying, I will follow God no matter what. No matter the cost, no matter what it looks like, I will follow God. God. The challenge today, church, is this. Arise and go. It's about what God is calling us to do. Our churches are dying. Our churches are hurting. Our churches are closing because sit and stay is the model. But leaders need to arise. And I'm not calling up leaders myself. I'm calling up leaders out of this body of believers today. When God moves, when God calls, we must follow. We must follow Him in the valley if it's on the battlefield. Or we must follow Him to the mountain if He calls us there. Be obedient to the Word of God. As we conclude this sermon today, here's the question that I have for you. How is God leading you right now? I think every one of us can raise our hand and say, Jeffrey, Pastor Jeffrey being one of them, I can get better. I can get better, and I want to get better. But I only can get better if I choose to follow the Lord. So today, church, maybe you need to follow that leading in whatever way. Maybe you've got your eyes on your circumstances, and you need to place them back on God and understand that God's going to lead you through those circumstances. Maybe you're having trouble times or a hard marriage or things are going tough. Put your eyes on Jesus. If you're here today and you've never made a public decision to follow Jesus, here's what I want to tell you. Don't put off what God can do today. Forgiveness through Christ's sacrifice on the cross His death, burial, and resurrection gives life to all who choose to believe. And so I know with the people in the house and those watching today, whatever your need is, here's the message. God will lead you through it. That was the message that I gave a family experiencing death this week. God's going to lead you a lady that got a diagnosis of cancer this week, God's going to lead you. To a church that's looking to a leader, here's the question that I end with today. Who is Joshua? Joshua is not Jeffrey. Church, Joshua is you. Arise and go. Follow Him. Let's pray together. Father God, today we put this moment of invitation in your hands. Lord, there are so many needs across this congregation, so many needs in my personal life. And yet, God, I know through every step of the way, I've seen you lead. I've seen your grace and mercy. I've seen you show up when when I least expected it. God, today, I pray over the next few months as we look at the book of Joshua that you will raise up leaders within this congregation that simply want to follow Jesus. That's all they want to do. Simply follow Jesus. God, today, I pray for that one person that needs you as Savior. Lord, you paved the way through an old rugged cross. Today, I pray that they follow you as they come. Lord, today, I pray for that person that needs your help and your leading. I pray for that family that is struggling. I pray that they just echo these words, God, I trust you to lead. Lord, as we open up this altar for business, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit move right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.